everybody welcome back to another episode of bucket of chum the shark movie podcast as always i am your host with the most steve Coates, and this week we are talking about post-apocalyptic commando shark from 2018 directed by sam qualiana yeah that title is fucking insane and so was this movie i'm gonna just read the plot synopsis right off the bat here In the wake of a nuclear apocalypse, the Russians team up with the German scientists to create an army of human-shark hybrids to invade American shores. And it delivers exactly on that. And I'm also going to say right off the bat, it is like 40 fucking degrees in here today, so if I sound like I'm not interested or not having a good time, it's not that. I'm having a great time recording for you guys, but it is fucking hot as balls today. I'm not going to lie, I am in my underwear right now. I am recording this fucking almost buck-ass naked. So, uh, there's that. (laughs) Um, Picture it, don't picture it, do what you want with it. Um, Ask me for pictures of it. I don't know, I'm just saying. No, don't, don't, please don't ask me for pictures. Um, Yeah, so, but anyways, this movie is fucking insane. Uh, Let's get into the poster expectations, because this actually has a really fucking cool poster for it it's probably got one of the best posters for movies i've done uh for this podcast so far so based on the plot of this poster i'm expecting some ridiculous human shark action and definitely a world war ii vibe uh i'm kind of expecting it to be a little bit grimy too so i'm expecting some exploitation elements from this um if you haven't seen this on my instagram or facebook yet just or just go look up this poster it's actually fucking really good looking it's a really cool poster so yeah those are my expectations for this movie without further ado let's dive in so we get a title card right off the bat and the opening credits are very 1950s sci-fi style even the music then we go into a propaganda film very much like something you would have seen during world war ii and it tells us there was a nuclear war and it's a battle for freedom then we cut to two scientists laughing maniacally for some reason and in front of them is a rubber toy shark but it's meant to be a fucking real shark because it's like kind of moving around and they stab it with a fucking syringe and the narrator tells us the russians have created the ultimate weapon a super soldier that's half human half shark so right away we see this thing wake up and honestly it's just a rubber mask maybe not the greatest it's practical it's ridiculous and i'm fucking all here for that shit so these scientists start like screaming it's alive it's alive (laughs) with like these really shitty german accents uh and they just start laughing like it sounded like they were laughing like fucking chickens that's what it sounded like to me we see a commando shark propaganda film and the super shark basically eats some uh, soldiers and then we cut to the white house and some dude is having a press conference on this new threat 
and a shark man dressed as a fucking reporter comes up and just starts, like, gnawing on his neck. That's how a lot of the people in this movie die. So when I say somebody dies, it's basically the shark just going up to their neck and going, nom, 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 nom. Well, they don't make that noise. It makes better noise. But, yeah, that's what you get, okay? The narrator explains after the deaths of all the leaders in Washington, the states separated into different factions. And honestly, this just kind of feels like it's... They, they pulled this from the future. I, I feel like this movie is just a documentary from the future. Prove me wrong, people. Prove me wrong. Then the narrator tells us the most notable leader of one of these factions is Buck Morgan, an American hero. He owned an army surplus store, so when the bombs fell, he like armed his own militia. We see Buck encounter the shark men in a platoon of Russian soldiers, and he charges into them, firing his gun, taking them on fucking one by one in, like, slow-mo American glory. I'm pretty sure at a lot of points in this movie, the Star-Spangled Banner is just playing in the fucking background. I think it happened enough times that I honestly just kind of tuned it out, because it's just, like, underlying this whole fucking movie, basically. His gun is empty, and he's face-to-face with a shark commando, or Commando Shark, whatever. And it says, the shark says, You puny Americans are not match for the great Soviet army. Except in like a much deeper voice. But yeah, so all the sharks have Russian accents. Uh, well, they were created by Russians, but they're actually sharks turned into shark-human hybrid. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Too much thought. But yeah, they either sound like they're Russian or Bela Lugosi is Dracula. Those are like the accents like flipping back and forth here. So Buck gives some inspirational last words before the shark man rips his fucking throat out. And now we're in a garage and there's some redneck looking American is working on a car uh, when some soldiers come in. One of them asks, like, how the car is coming along, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we just gotta replace the brakes, head gasket, and, well, you know, after all that, it should be pretty good. And then the woman's like, oh, so it's never gonna run again. No, this thing ain't never running ever again, I tell you what. <laughs> like, what? Ugh. Uh, yeah. This movie's insane. It, it Honestly, as much fun as I'm going to make of it during this podcast... Honestly, it comes from a place of joy because this movie's so much fun, but the lines are just absolutely ridiculous. But keep in mind, it's intended for comedic effect. This is definitely a comedy movie, very heavy on the comedy. So if you do decide to watch that, keep that in mind. It's not a serious movie. Just enjoy it. And enjoy me making fun of it right now. Bam! And then the leader, like, basically asks the dude to join, and he's like, yeah, all right. And so we cut to them in the forest, shooting, throwing grenades and shit. They find one of their soldiers, uh, his name is Meatball, he's injured on the ground, and then all around him, like, the soldiers start falling one by one, because they're up against shark commandos. One soldier tries to drag one of them away, and the shark throws a grenade, and the dude is left there just standing holding the arms of his fucking dead friend. Meatball and the leader are on the ground, and the shark commando and two soldiers stand over them. The leader begs for them to let Meatball live, and the shark says, He's chum. And then they gut Meatball. They slice him open, spill his guts out. So sad. Oh, and this whole time, too, like, some, like, really sad military music is just playing in the fucking background. It's fantastic. Now we're in a basement with a scientist, and a woman named Agatha comes in. It's not explicitly said, but I kind of feel like she's the new American president or, like, at least leader of the country or something. Some She's a leader in some capacity. 
And she's wearing a fucking American flag as a cape or a shawl. And then she asks this scientist, his name is Dermot, I think, and um, asks if he has anything that can help their soldiers. And then he says that he's working on combining human and canine DNA. So this motherfucker saw, like, these badass shark soldiers, and he was like, yeah, but you know what would be better? Fucking man's best friend. That's what I'm talking about. Woo! What? No. Fucking make a shark or something. Like, come on, dude. What are you doing? God damn. And then we pan over to the floor, and there's a fucking dude in a dog costume. And he tells her to ask him how the experiment is doing, and she's like... Are you okay? Like, do you need to take a break? Are you, like, do you need something? And then there's another dog in there, an actual dog, and it fucking speaks. And she's like, did that dog just talk? And like, yeah. The, yeah. The dog just keeps asking for, like, fucking treats and where his ball is. The scientist says he hasn't cracked the code yet. And then the scientist and dog argue, like, no, give me a treat now. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. We cut to more soldiers shooting at each other in the forest with a news voiceover. One soldier hides in a house. He finds a commando shark eating a woman, and he's like, Another move, or I'll pop you tuna breath. There's a lot of one-liners in here. I'm not going to say them all, because this whole movie is basically just one-liners, but I am going to say some of them, because, like, they're fucking awesome. The soldier drops as he's stabbed in the back by a soldier. And then we cut to more soldiers fighting in the woods. Some soldiers are trying to get reinforcements. And then this woman in charge sends a man to HQ to get air support. And then he comes back to her and he's like, It's not that I wasn't listening, but I forgot to write it down. And she's like, Are you serious? And he's like, Oh, okay, I got it. Uh, go, to, uh, go to HQ. Thank them for their support. No! Go to HQ. We need air support. Oh, air support. Okay. And then she basically tells him that uh, she hates him. And he's like, okay, sorry, and then runs away. I, there's just a whole lot of scenes in this movie just like this. Where it is just complete nonsense. I, I love it. It's so good. There's uh, Wait till we get to the end. It, there's just so many random scenes in here. It's unbelievable. And it's weird that it actually works for me too. Because a lot of times where I see these random scenes, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is stupid. But for some reason, this movie was just, I don't know, it was well-written, and it was shot half-decent compared to a lot of other movies I watch. So I think maybe that's why I'm forgiving it a little bit more, but yeah, I don't know. It is just fucking pure nonsense. Just absolute nonsense. I love it. Love it. Oh, where the fuck was I? We cut to some people drinking out a fire pit, and there's, uh, there's four of them there. There's like three guys and a girl. One guy is fucking wearing sunglasses at night, and he is a fucking super douche. Super duper douche. And he says, like, oh, yeah, I can take on the whole army by myself. And the other guy is like, you can't hate a whole country based on its military, blah, blah, blah. And then it freaks me out, like, this of all movies is somehow still relevant to today. I know it was just made in 2018, but... I don't know, with Russia, and uh, it's, <laughs> it's looking more like a reality. Just think, guys, we could very well be on the verge of living in a world with actual commando sharks. I don't even know what I would do. I think I would just shit myself. Like, I, there's nothing else I could do in that situation. Just be like, well, here comes the poop. 
So yeah, all of them kind of argue for a bit, and like this douchey guy is so misogynistic, and he calls this girl, he's like, yeah, you're acting like a real B-I-T-C-H, oh, is it your time of the month? Like, he is just such a fucking turd goblin, Jesus Christ. But it's okay, he does die, spoiler alert. So he leaves the fire pit to take a piss, and he runs into a commando shark, and the shark is like, I guess you make up for that tiny thing with your big ego. The dude turns around and says, Holy mackerel! But of course, the commando shark goes, Nah, I'm a shark. Because <laughs> uh, a mackerel is a fish. Yeah, that's the joke, guys. He's not a mackerel, he's a shark. I'm a shark, I'm a shark, I'm a motherfucking shark. At the campfire, one of the dudes catches a douchey guy's head and screams. He throws it behind him. They all stand up. Then the commando shark asks if he can join them. One guy runs off and he's shot immediately. The mechanic from earlier, whose name is Marty Warbuck, comes in and saves the day by shooting the shark. The couple thanks Marty and the girl hugging her boyfriend asks if he pissed himself. And he says, I suppose I did. She walks away and he says, God bless America. Are you crafty? Do you care about the environment? Then you should check out Crafty Star Studio. Owned and operated by Lisa Gorman, Crafty Star sells products that have the planet in mind. The products are made from materials that are reused, compostable, or recyclable. Go to craftystarstudio.ca and check out the amazing selection of products today and support a small business that supports saving the planet. This episode is brought to you by Truly Unique Jewelry. You're a one of a kind, so it's unique, spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E. With all of the jewelry options mass-produced for each season, you're left wanting more when it comes to pieces that showcase your individual style. Head over to trulyuniquejewelry.com and scroll through handmade one-of-a-kind options for every budget, with pieces starting under a dollar. Beautiful costume jewelry to fit every age and every budget. Custom orders are also available for no additional charge, and they flat rate ship so you can fill your jewelry box with matching pieces for every outfit in your closet for one shipping fee. From earrings to bracelets to necklaces, even rosaries and combination sets. Cost is no longer a barrier to having the looks that you want that scream uniquely you. Go to the Facebook page for Truly Unique Jewelry for updates and discount information when you follow the page. Feel good about supporting a small business while you're updating and expanding your jewelry collection, adding pieces for every occasion. Visit trulyuniquejewelry.com. And remember, it's unique spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E. Hi, everybody. I'm Josh. And I'm Brett. If you're looking for a different horror podcast, one that stands out from the rest... Well, don't look here. (laughs) Absolutely not. Every week we talk about our favorite horror movies and some of our favorite aspects of those horror movies. So that's something that interests you? Check us out. The only thing that sets us apart is that it's us. So if you like the sound of our voices... Check us out at the Evil Death Podcast. Wherever it is that you find podcasts. This movie, this movie's made by Americans, and it is really taking the piss out of America. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't, I don't even need to. This movie's just doing it for me. Love it. I'm kidding. I love my American friends. Then we cut to Dante Buchanan, a soldier tied up to a chair in a Soviet lab. A commando shark injects him with some truth serum as the scientist questions him, but the soldier resists, and he just keeps saying like. 
we are everywhere because they keep asking him like where this secret base is or whatever and so they just keep injecting him with more serum and then the scientist starts asking questions like what his favorite color is and he answers like green and then he's like oh okay well let's say um i'm going uh down main street and uh, i'm going to get a coffee and uh then i forgot my wallet at the secret base how would I go about getting that? And then the soldier just tells him exactly everything. So, yeah, he did a really good job resisting for a while, but then this simple question, like, just really fucked him up. So, yeah, the soldier tells him where the base is, and then the shark eats him. We cut to Marty tracking down the shark he shot. The commando shark tells him they are many, and that they will find him and kill him. Marty shoots the shark and runs. A couple more soldiers appear, and they start looking for him. Marty takes one out with a knife in the back and slits the throat. So after Marty stabs this fucking shark, we, we're in a car with a shark man and a soldier, and they're arguing, and then the shark man gets mad, and then he eats the soldier. And then we're at a base, and we get some info cards on various uh, soldiers sitting down at the table, and Marty is telling them about the commando sharks, but the soldiers are like, yeah, we already know all about that. We've been, like, listening to the fucking news. Also, Marty had no idea that the news was still happening. This is very... The news is news to him. Like, he was under the impression, like, oh, well, the world's over, so I guess there's no more news. So, like, during this whole time, he hasn't even tried to turn on a radio or anything. Ugh, whatever, Marty. Go find Doc, go back in time, and get some more IQ points, for fuck's sakes. So, yeah, the other soldiers basically make fun of Marty for not knowing about the shark sooner. They thank Marty, and they give him a fucking gift bag as he leaves. And then as he leaves, there's some, like, narration from the narrator... And it's like, oh, yeah, Marty left, blah, blah, blah. And, like, as he leaves, a fucking commando shark and some soldiers arrive. The soldiers in charge are giving away their plan, and the Soviets just stand in front of them. Like, they still continue to give their fucking plan as these soldiers are standing at the back of the room, like, facing these guys. Insane. So, eventually, after they finally fucking notice all these people in there, one of the leaders lights up, a like a comic book looking bomb like i'm talking super mario brothers bomb but it's painted like an american flag but before he can throw it he is fucking shot and then everybody fucking blows up at the table it is great and then the soldiers like shoot everybody in the room and then they start like grabbing fucking gift bags after it's all done and then they leave we cut to a poker table and there's some soldiers playing cards with like every kind of card there is. So they have like regular playing cards, they have Uno cards, Pokemon cards, like all kinds of shit. There's probably some fucking Magic the Gathering cards in there or whatever. And then fucking Meatball shows up with his guts hanging out and he asks for some duct tape and he insists he's okay. Like one of the guys is like, uh, you don't look okay. He's like, nah, I'm good. So he runs off to go fucking duct tape himself back together. And then a team of Russians with a shark show up and start fighting the guys at the table. A shootout breaks out and all the American soldiers are dead. So the Russians leave. Meatball comes around the corner with his guts duct tape shut. And he sees the bodies and throws up on one of them. And they make sure we see the chunks. Like we see the gooey chunks going onto the dude's head. Like being puked on. Like he just... Ugh. I probably didn't need to go into that much detail for you, but I had to watch it, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Meatball says he's so sorry, and he says, like, you think I would have heard all this from, like, the other room? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> 
We cut to Marty and some soldiers listening to the radio, and they hear about the base being taken out. We learn that they basically broadcast the locations of their bases on the radio, and some soldiers are like, yeah, they're not going to listen to us from Russia. Silly gooses. <laughs> like, it's actually Marty that points out that, like, uh, well, they're invading our country. Couldn't they just, like, turn on a radio? Everyone's like, nah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess it's been working for them up until this point, so fuck it, why not, I guess. They then hear on the radio that their other base has also been destroyed. Shocking. So yeah, I guess this radio plan's actually not working out, because their other base was just fucking destroyed. So yeah. <laughs> and then we go to some barbecue bash, and it's being thrown by some guy named Jimmy, and he's barbecuing for everyone and throwing a party, because he says it's the least he can do in a world that is at war. Because that's what I think. When the world is at war, I'm just like, man, if you can't help out with anything, then at least throw a barbecue for just a few people. I mean, it's nice, but like, <laughs> not really helping the war effort. It's, it's not doing anything. <sighs> Whatever. So yeah, while fucking uh, Jimmy Eats World here is barbecuing, some drunk girl, Stacy, is flirting with him hard. And he is fucking oblivious. And he even offers her a fucking spot in the garage to sleep if she's drank too much. So, like, she gives up on him and goes to someone else. But I wonder if it's because Stacy's mom has got it going on. Whoa! There's a reference for you. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, Stacy's mom. Awesome song. Go listen to it right now. And then we see a Russian soldier and a commando shark show up at the barbecue and grill Jimmy's head on the barbecue and start shooting the place up. The Russian soldier asks what the shark is doing. He's like, these people are just civilians. And the shark says, I need to give you a lesson in thin dining. White meat is jawsome. That is a direct quote from the movie. I need to give you a lesson on thin dining. White meat is jawsome. Yeah, so he says that, then he continues to massacre civilians at this barbecue. And so, now we meet the leader of this Russian uh, resistance, and a soldier is telling him that the commando sharks are not just killing the resistance uh, soldiers, they're also killing civilians. The leader, or officer, says it was never his intention to harm innocent civilians when he dropped nuclear weapons on American soil. And the guy who's talking to him is like, uh, I don't know about that. You can't really decide what nuclear bombs hit. And this guy's like, no, it's not my intention. What are you talking about? This was an absolutely mistake. Okay? He says that he needs to talk to the man responsible for creating the creatures. And now we're back with our scientist, Dermot. His dog comforts him while he's upset that he can't get his experiments right. And then Dermot has a moment of brilliance and yells, Eureka! And he says he should have been doing his experiments on humans, not dogs, this whole time. Oh, guys, isn't that just so silly of him? Haven't you ever done that where you're like, oh, man, I'm injecting this animal with DNA, but I, oh, I should be doing it on the opposite animal. Oh, I'm such a dickhead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then, yeah, him and his dog just kind of go back and forth, giving one-liners to them. And then we go back with uh, fucking Marty Warbuck in the woods with another soldier, Alfonso. They find some soldiers drunk sitting on a log, uh, some Russian ones. So he shoots the shark, and then he shoots the other two soldiers. So yeah, Marty went from fucking mechanic to Rambo 
in like fucking five minutes in this movie. It's super impressive. The Russian leader, I think his name was Wolfgang or something. Um, he shows up in the basement of the Russian scientist, or not the Russian scientist, it's a German scientist. And he says he's suspicious of the scientist's intentions. Wolfgang says he wants the slaughtering of civilians to stop, and the scientist says he can't tell them what to do. And the doctor points out that he's not Russian, he's just a German doctor working for the Russians, and then tells him when he pushes a red button, the sharks will turn on the Soviet army. Oh, awesome! And he then injects the Russian leader Wolfgang with some shark serum, designed to be injected into humans, because this whole time they've been doing it into sharks, so this serum is different for reasons because it was designed to be injected into humans so yeah it's different something we learned that wolfgang has eight hours until he is turned into a shark man and the scientist puts a microchip in each soldier to control them or terminate them as he sees fit mm, what a lovely gentleman he sounds like oh yes welcome i am the german shoulder how would you like to become a shark today yes he doesn't quite sound like that. My, the, uh, you guys know, if you've listened to this for a while, my fucking accents are terrible. Dermot finds some guy eating out of the garbage and asks if he can come back to his lab with him and he'll feed him and whatnot. And the guy says on one condition, no sodomy. Dermot agrees and they head back to the lab. He's like, yeah, that seems pretty fair. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if some stranger asked me to come to their lab, I think that would probably be my one condition too. Uh, just no sodomy. No dick play. I don't want anything going up my urethra either. Yeah. Nothing going in my lower holes. Oh, yeah. Anything else, man. We can talk. Money, money talks, right? So you name a price and I'll tell you what I'll do. Oh, God. <laughs> Where are we? So these two are in the lab eating pizza, and the homeless guy is just so thankful for Dermot and glad he doesn't have ulterior motives. And Dermot's like, oh, yeah, no, that's great. Um, can I ask you something? Um, can I um, inject you uh, with uh, canine DNA, uh, turning you into a were-dog and, uh, you know, help defend America from its enemies sort of thing? And the homeless man says, well, I haven't got anything else going on, so why not? <laughs> Again, that's also just me. Like, if I got nothing else going on, you want to turn me into a, a shark man? Not shark man, dog man. Uh, a shirt? <laughs> fuck, fuck, I don't know, man. So Dermot injects him in the back of the neck and asks if he feels the effects yet and asks him if he wants a biscuit. <laughs> the homeless man then starts acting like a dog, barking and scratching. So, yeah, I would say this is another failed fucking experiment. We cut to the Russian leader making a video saying he's made a huge mistake overthrowing his own government and starting a nuclear war, and then explains the creation of the Sharkmen, but realizes it was a mistake because the scientist has full control of them, and they're killing innocents, and he tells people to stop Schroeder, the name of the scientist, and uh, that he himself is also turning into a Sharkman. Wolfgang is, not Schroeder. Schroeder just dies later on, spoiler alert. Alfonso and Marty watch the video, and Alfonso says they need to find this lab so they can end this. We cut to Schroeder, and he's created Gargantua Shark, a giant rubber shark that knocks down buildings, chases people in the woods, and makes an awful howling noise. This shark is fucking huge. It like, well, Gargantua Shark, right? Like, it's just big. 
And yeah, apparently it's just like flopping around New York. Uh, doesn't need water to breathe or anything. It just It's just a big shark that flops around destroying buildings. That's all it does. Amazing. We go back with Dermot and his homeless dog man. The homeless man is just acting like a dog. Looks nothing like a dog. And is a pretty fucking pointless creation at this point. And then Dermot has another moment of brilliance and says that he has a chemical that can be used as a shark repellent. We hear a window break and Dermot pours this chemical into a spray bottle as a shark commando enters the basement. The shark man eats the homeless guy, so he's dead. Dermot sprays the shark in the face and then shoots him. So so I kind of feel like the shark repellent is not really necessary because every time we've seen one of these shark commandos eat it, they just... Like, they just die from bullets. There's no, like there's nothing else about them other than, like, they're more aggressive. But, like, there's no special way you need to kill them. Ugh. It's nonsense, people. We go back to Alfonso and Marty. They see the video of the gargantua shark crushing and eating its way through New York. Marty and Alfonso sit up and button up their pants at the same time. So apparently they were taking a fucking shit together this whole time that they are on their phones. Amazing. <laughs> Just two good old American boys taking a shit in the woods. You know how it is. Wolfgang, the Russian leader, is in bed. He's starting to succumb to the serum. He asks the soldier to shoot him in the head so he can end it. And then he asks for the pistol to shoot himself because the soldier's like, No, it is my duty to protect you. I cannot give you firearm to kill self. You don't worry, everything will be okay. Another soldier calls the other soldier to see this video of the gargantua shark. When the soldier turns around, the leader is now a commando shark and he eats the soldier. So if he had just given him the fucking gun in the first place, he would still be alive. But no, he's like, nah, you're going to be all right. You're not a fucking doctor. Your leader gave you an order. Just do it. Ugh. Ugh. And then we just get a montage of random shots of Russian soldiers being taken out by commando sharks like they're executing Order 66 from Star Wars. Like I half expected the fucking emperor to come on and be like, Execute Order 66, commando sharks. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. Dermot meets with Agatha again, and this time Russia has signed a peace treaty, and she says with his repellent, they may even be able to take down the gargantuan shark destroying New York. And he says, orangutan shark? Which, listen, if they don't now make a movie called orangutan shark, then fuck them, because that would be amazing. But also, how long does it take to destroy New York? I feel like this thing's been flopping around for a while. And, like, the shark should have made, like, pretty short work of that, I feel like. But apparently it's still flopping around, destroying New York. And I guess they're not doing anything to stop it, because it, it doesn't sound like they are. It sounds like their plan is to use shark repellent. Okay, it repels the shark. What's your plan after that? I'm listening. I don't think they fucking have one. <laughs> We're now in a park with some soldiers gathered around. Alfonso and Marty are there as well. The narrator tells us this is the final battle, basically. <laughs> Alfonso and Marty recruited a bunch of people to fight the scientist and his gargantuan shark. Dermot comes in and says, I've got a shrink ray I'm going to use on the gargantuan shark. Dermot uses the shrink ray on the shark and it actually fucking works. All the soldiers cheer. 
they walk up to the shark and squish it. They decide to take the scientist prisoner, and the rest of them have a fucking shootout. So yeah, the Russians are taking Dermot prisoner. That's their fucking plan. And then they just end up in a big fucking shootout. Alfonso shoots one of the scientist helpers, and Schroeder and even Marty are like, Not cool, man. He was unarmed. And even Marty's like, Yeah, he was barely a bad guy. Not a good call. We see a few clip art planes and helicopters come in and shoot some shark soldiers and drop a couple bombs. Schroeder says air support was a nice touch, and he goes to shoot someone, but he's out of bullets. The Russian leader Wolfgang shows up. Schroeder assumes he's there to help, but instead, he eats some. And Alfonso shoots the shark man, and Marty gives him shit, and Alfonso was like, what? He was a shark man. And Marty responds, don't judge all sharks by the actions of a few. And Alfonso's like, I'm sorry. I don't know if he's Italian or Spanish or something, but yeah. So I won't, I'm not going to do that accent. <laughs> Schroeder then asks Wolfgang how he managed to ignore his orders. And Wolfgang is like, I dug the chip out that you told me about. So like, yeah, Schroeder telling Wolfgang like, oh, well, here's a chip in you that I'm going to use to control you. So yeah, Wolfgang just dug it out of him. Pretty fucking straightforward. <laughs> Schroeder finally dies. Wolfgang tells Marty to check Schroeder's pocket for the red kill switch. Marty hits the switch, and all the commando sharks start dying. Meatball shows up and asks if he's late. Poor guy still holding his guts intact with the duct tape. But he is crushed by a giant dog paw. It's Bruno, the talking dog, who is now fucking massive, who is the size of this fucking shark. And then Dermot says he'll use his shrink ray, and everyone just goes about their business. Dermot and Alfonso, like, play wrestle as they argue, and the narrator wraps us up, and we end with the title card, Finn. But wait! There's more! Now, we're in outer space, where an egg carton painted like a spaceship floats towards Earth. Inside the ship, two painted eggs say they found the perfect planet to inhabit, and the inhabitants will be perfect hosts for them, and soon another planet will be conquered by the Egg Lord. They send word to their fleet that they have arrived. And then we cut to a memorial card for someone's cat, rest in peace, and then the rest of the credits roll. I think I may have just had a stroke. <laughs> I... Oh. When I'm, ex like, watching after credit scenes for movies, generally it's for Marvel movies or comic book movies in general nowadays. Occasionally other movies. I never in a million years would have expected post-apocalyptic Commando Shark to have a fucking post-credit scene. Not only have a post-credit scene, but have a post-credit scene that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. And I loved it. I loved every fucking second of it. I, oh man, I had a blast with this movie, in case you couldn't tell. And honestly, poster expectations? Fucking met. This movie was ridiculous. They definitely had some of the World War II vibes going on with like those propaganda videos. The uh, shark costumes, while not great, like they're just a rubber mask, right? They look, they look great. The voices were fun. I, I like that they gave the sharks, like, a distinct voice. Like, it's not just some guy behind a rubber mask going, Oh, look at me, I'm a shark. <laughs> you know? But, honestly, it's just a fucking blast. This would be a good movie to watch with maybe Jaws of the Shark or even Sky Sharks. If you ever want to do a double feature one night, do that. 
I would probably, I would start with this movie and then watch Sky Sharks to really end it on a fucking banger. But yeah, this movie was just fun. This was just a fun movie. And it was also kind of interesting how like the whole like Russian, Soviet and like North Korea thing, how it was like relevant to today. Not that I really care about that when I'm watching these movies. It was just interesting. I mean, the comedy, like, I laughed a lot during this movie. When I was actually watching it, it's pretty fucking funny. Honestly, it is a lot of fun. It's on Tubi. It's free. Um, this one's actually a little bit longer. It's about an hour and 22 minutes, which is longer than some of, like, the Polonia Brothers movies I've watched recently. Overall, uh, the effects were... I don't know. There, there was a lot of, like, CGI blood effects. There were a couple of practical blood effects which was cool but the just the story the dialogue the way it was shot somehow made this movie work for me where I honestly feel like if like Mark Polonia had done this like the guy who's done like cocaine shark land shark like those ones it would I wouldn't have been as entertained I think this is a much better movie than he would have made but not with that much more of a budget it looks like so I don't know there you can make a good fucking movie on a very low budget I this movie has to have a low budget if it doesn't have a low budget I'm fucking I'm done I'm out of here oh good god but yeah I highly recommend getting really stoned or really drunk or both you can do both. Watch this movie. It is a great time. But anyways, it is hot as fucking balls here. I am sweating my nads off. So yeah, that was Post-Apocalyptic Commando Shark from 2018. And as always, guys, don't forget to check me out on all of the social medias at Bucket of Chum Podcast. That's for Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. And you can find me on Slasher at Bucket of Chum Podcast as well. And patreon.com forward slash bucket of chum there's some great things coming that is it for me and i will see you guys next time for a brand new sexy episode of bucket of chum (laughs) 